This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. So I want to talk to you all today a little bit about one of our new sponsors named BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. So there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling services. And let's be honest, if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I really love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online and is available all around the world. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in many different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log into your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You will get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you'd like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs the very first try, so BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches, and if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there is no charge at all to change counselors if you ever need to, which is amazing. There's also financial aid available to anyone who's looking for payment options. Here is what one of the BetterHelp clients actually said about their counselor, which I thought was just so amazing. Ashley is an excellent therapist. I wish everyone I know could get support they need from her. She constantly provides great insights, shares helpful tools, and validates my feelings and experiences in a way that has helped me heal and improve my life in a tangible way. She is responsive, kind, and engaging everything you would hope a therapist would be. So that is so amazing. People are really loving their counselors at BetterHelp. And we actually have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners and healers today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash anxietychicks. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an an experienced counselor today. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started 
with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. Welcome back to this week with the chicks. We're so excited to be back with you. Um, how are you doing, Taylor? Doing great. Good. Today. <laughs> I know, me too. I actually got a couple good nights sleep and I'm like a new person. I feel like I can't believe how much <laughs> sleep just like changes me. Um, and so it's a different, a different kind of Monday feel. I feel like most Mondays I'm like, oh my gosh, get through the day. Um because we record this on Mondays, even though it comes out on Wednesdays. So you guys might be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I'm so excited for today's episode because this is our first um, of the series that we're going to start doing. So every first Wednesday of the month, um, we're, Taylor and I are going to be doing Q&A episodes only. Um, and so basically, we're just going to answer all the questions. Um if you guys didn't weren't aware of this, we kind of mentioned it the last episode. Um, but uh, make sure that you're following us on the Anxiety Chicks Instagram page. Um, we will be posting the question box in our stories. And so you can submit your questions that way. You can also send us a DM on Instagram if you want on the Anxiety Chicks Instagram. Um, Taylor and I kind of have are flooded with with DMs and our, our person like the anxiety healer and and her Instagram. Um, so definitely DM the anxiety chicks or look out for that question box um, on usually like the weekend before the next episode. So if it's the first Wednesday of the month, um, then look for the question box, you know, over the weekend before that uh, we'll be kind of just asking you guys for that. So we have some really good questions for today. I'm really excited. Yes, we do. Do you want to start? Because uh, basically, Taylor, me and Taylor are each picking our own kind of questions that we feel like we like. So um, I picked two. Taylor picked a couple, too. So do yeah. you want to go? Okay. okay. So first one, tips to combat lightheadedness and dizziness. Um, okay. The first thing I would say about this one is maybe transferring your focus from focusing on how to heal these symptoms to how to heal the anxiety that is causing the symptoms because it's all about root, right? What's the root? The root isn't 
the lightheadedness and the dizziness, the root is the anxiety, which is then causing the lightheaded and dizziness. So that would be like the core thing. So you would ask yourself, what am I currently doing every day to help my anxiety? And like most of the time it's like, okay, I'm not really doing anything. So what can I do to start helping that? And then in effect, you'll have less lightheadedness and dizziness. But in the meantime, if you're dealing with it, while you're working on your anxiety, something that's really helped me is uh, I drink like a body armor almost every other day and electrolytes are just huge for me. And I've yeah. tried a ton of electrolytes, a different like I've tried the powder ones. Something about buying those like fully done body armors, those have helped me the most. I don't I'm, know why. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's really good. They're, you can find them like at gas stations anywhere. Okay. Um, is that really the brand good. body armor? Yeah. It's okay. body armor and it like has coconut water in it and then like tons of electrolytes. Those have really helped me. Like I have not felt dizzy or lightheaded at all since like drinking those and like staying up with my electrolytes. So mm-hmm. that's a thing you could do. They have um, those little like C bands you could wear on your wrist. Some people find help with those. Um also, just like reminding yourself that anxiety can cause dizziness and lightheadedness and that it's okay. And that um, most people say, I feel like I'm going to pass out, but they never actually do. And it's mm. a common feeling commonly said about panic attacks. You get that, oh my gosh, I think I'm about to pass out feeling. But in reality, your blood pressure uh, rises when you're panicked. When you're having a panic attack, mm-hmm. your blood pressure goes up. And so- when people pass out, it's from usually their blood pressure dipping. So the likelihood of you actually passing out is really, really low unless you're like prone to passing out and you would know if you're prone to passing out. But I think reminding yourselves that and like being able to reframe those thoughts when they happen. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So I like that. I love the, um, the idea of kind of the, the electrolytes because I actually been like, my blood pressure has been really low the past couple of weeks for whatever reason. I think it's because I haven't been drinking as much water as I used to. I really need to start doing that. And I think I want to, um, maybe I'll try that. That, um, would you say it was called? Uh, body armor. Body armor. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that. Um, <clears throat> because I noticed that definitely when I feel, when I start feeling dizzy or like lightheaded, my anxiety, oh my gosh, it likes, but that's just, th- those are some of the physical symptoms that make me feel really scared. Absolutely. So like my I stomach mean, I feel hurt. Like that's valid for everyone, right? Like if you feel dizzy, yeah, you, it's freaky. It's a very freaky feeling. It's, yeah. um, it's something you feel like you have no control over because like with anxiety, we want control, right? So that's something that feels really out of control. Yes. Yes. You feel so disoriented. Yes. And um, it also, I feel like just like happens so much in like environments where you are, you just don't have like an escape, you know, like it's happened to me in like concerts and that's like so scary or where there's a lot of people around, even in just like the grocery store, but still, still it's like a public place. And that kind of um, spikes my anxiety too, because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I like I don't want people to see me. Like, what's going to happen? And I, I, and that is a lot about like reframing my brain, right? Like reframing the way I think about it. So, um, you know, now I, I really try and remind myself that okay, if I need to like sit down somewhere, or if I need to kind of like ask someone for some help, it's okay, even if I don't know mm-hmm. them, right? Like. 
it's not embarrassing. I mean, this is something that's happening to my health. So everyone has health things go on and pe- and most people want to actually help the other person. So um, I've really just, I kind of know that I have some tools of what I, what I do and everyone's looks different, but I know I need to sit down. I know I need to breathe. Um, and, you know, if there's someone with me, having them rub my back is really helpful. Um, and also like water and, or some type of, you know, like juice or something like that is, is Mm -hmm. really helpful. Um, but I, I, yeah, I agree. You know, there's a route to it, right? So for all our physical symptoms with anxiety, our mind and body are connected. Um, there's always kind of this like root cause of, of what's making us so fearful of all these things. So I love that response about kind of just getting, getting a hold of what's going on in your mind and like the way you're thinking about it that perpetuates the fear. So totally, definitely working on like shifting that mindset for sure. Um, Even like, Oh, you're good. No, I was just going to just, just end with saying, you know, as far as like in the moment tools, I think there are things that have been shown to help people in that moment as far as like with any type of physical symptoms, especially if you're feeling disoriented, something that can bring you back to where you are in the moment. So like ice is really good, like anything cold, Um, like maybe if you're in the car, like putting your face in the air conditioner, you know, or like getting getting a cold water bottle, putting it on your neck or your wrists. Um, I just that's something that can really bring you back and kind of shock you back into like your body and know that you're okay. Um, so I don't know. Go go ahead. What were you going to say? And then this would be like the last point is like accepting that like even if I will be okay. So almost like walking through the event. Like, okay, if I was to pass out right now, you know, I pass out, I pass out for like a minute to most people, they pass out for like a minute to three minutes. Okay. I get up. I'm in the best scenario to pass out. There's all these people around me. Everyone can help me. I'm in a public place, which it's, it feels embarrassing, but wouldn't you rather pass out in a public place than in your house with no help? You know, it's like, so I I go through that thing where like, and then I tell myself like, okay, even if I'll be okay, you know what? Pass out body. I like almost like tell myself, okay, you know, like if you want to pass out, like just pass out. Mm-hmm. And you almost just like allow, instead of fighting, you just allow these thoughts to flow. And you're like, okay, I've been here before. I know what yeah. this feels like. Um, we're going to like, we're going to be okay. But you know, even if, even if we're not, we're still going to be okay. So like totally. literally having those conversations with yourself and then you kind of notice like the lightheaded and dizziness goes away. Yeah. Yes. I love that. You'll probably hear us talk about like mindset shifts a lot on these questions. Obviously. Yeah. Um, okay. I like that. Should we go on to the next one? Yes. Okay. Someone um asked, how do you get over comparing yourself to other people? For example, not finding a husband, etc. So it sounds like this person maybe is single and a lot of her friends aren't married or something. Um, but I like in general the question, how do you get over comparing yourself to other people? Okay. So this is this is what I'll say first. Um, I think I I think the root, again, it goes back to like the root of what it is about um for yourself that makes you feel like you're less than because of other people have these other things. Um, 
And I think the root of that has to do with like self-love and feeling confident with where you are in life and who you are and really loving yourself wholeheartedly, whether you're married, single, have kids, don't have kids, um, you know, have a certain job or not, or you got into this school or whatever. Um, I think there, there's a huge piece of that. And when it comes to anxiety too, there's so many people I work with in my practice and that I talk to um, on social media that have this kind of root core belief that they're not enough and they're not good enough. And so I think at the root of all of that, if when we're comparing ourselves, there's something about us that doesn't feel like we're enough, right? Like this person's so much better because they have this. Um, or maybe you think they're happier because they have this, which mm-hmm. definitely not true, right? Like happy, all feelings are temporary. It's not like now. So I would, you know, and, it just, you know, this person said something about wanting a husband. You know, I, I definitely understand that piece of it. So this person must follow me on Instagram and know that I'm still single at 42. And I went through hard relationships and literally... of all my friends are married with children, but I still have a lot. I do have friends that are, you know, in their late thirties and forties and even older that are single and some are divorced, you know, some had been married and aren't, um, anymore. So knowing, surrounding myself with, with friends also that I can relate to really helps me. So that could Mm -hmm. be something that could be helpful, you know, finding a community, finding a support system of people that you can really relate to, can be really, really helpful and healing. Um, But at the same time, it's really, really important to really focus on your life. um, And I want to say like your life alone, not necessarily like you are alone, because, you know, I would say if you have a support system, you're not alone, but your life single or without these partners. And how can you find fulfillment in that? right? Like mm-hmm. try, try new thing, well, try something new, which will come to our later question. Another question we had trying thing, new things, um, trying to, f- again, find a community. Like I love yoga. I found so many friends in my yoga community. Um, you know, after this last breakup, I've struggled with trying new things again. Cause I just, I mean, you know, my dad also passed away. Just my motivation is lower, but I know eventually I'm going to want to, you know, there's so many different types of meetups that I've looked up. If you go onto meetup.com, it's a really great website that has um, different kind of like fun social groups just for like friendships. And I would say focus on friendships too. You know, dating, good, yes, but like really focus on creating friendships and just loving your life independent of a relationship and kind of the rest will sort of come to you. Not saying it'll be perfect like a life uh, Hallmark movie, but you know, you'll gain the confidence slowly, you know? What do you think? Mm -hmm. I think also monitoring your social media time. I know a lot of people can find themselves comparing because you see these, all these images of these people and you have to remind yourself. So I've kind of talked about this before, but go, I encourage you to like go out in public and sit at a public bench and just people watch because oh my gosh, 99% yes. of the people do not look like Instagram. Um, and so I think that's really important if you really struggle with comparing is going out and realizing that everybody puts them their best self for their best self first on mm-hmm. Instagram. You're gonna you're not gonna get on Instagram and like, I mean, you might but most of the time you're gonna get on Instagram and be put together and have things put together. People are posting their highlight reels, their best moments, right? When you take a 
a a bunch of photos at an event, do you pick the best photos to to post? Yes, of course. Like right. everybody does it. And so I think reminding ourselves that Instagram is the best of everybody's life, right? It's the totally. highlights of everybody's life. But yes. what is the other 99% of their life look like? And then I think just reminding yourself that everybody goes through things and everybody has struggles that you might not even know. And I think that's so important because some of the happiest looking people on Instagram might struggle the most and you just never know. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, that's why I I love when um, there's some influencers or like celebrities that actually talk about mental health Mm -hmm. because I think it's just so great for us to see that, you know, everybody's human. It doesn't matter like how much money you have or kind of what your status is or whatever. Obviously, like all those things look glamorous online or on TV and mm-hmm. there's still problem. like everybody has problems. I'm not going to say that like money doesn't make things easier. Like it does, I'm sure for them. I mean, come on, they probably get like really good treatment versus like someone that didn't have the resources, whatever. But, uh, but, but sometimes money can be so evil too. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Like that doesn't, yeah you know, mental health isn't, you know, doesn't discriminate, right? Mm-hmm. Like there could be even more problems with with that. So who knows? But yeah, I love that. Definitely filter out any anything on um, Instagram or TikTok that makes you think like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's or he's looks like has that or oh my gosh, that family. Oh my gosh. Like I actually am thinking about it now. I think I have to do that. <laughs> I've been spending way too much time and looking at different things. And I like, this is a good question because I really think I need to filter that out today. Some things I'm thinking about. Yeah. You Um, can mute accounts. You can uh, put like, I'm not interested and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. What's the next one? Should we get to the question that since we were just talking about like getting out to meet new people or do new things, that question you had about trying uh, something new. Yeah. So the next question is, how did you get over the fear of trying purity? And so purity is just like a CBD I take. So that was my journey to recovery because I've talked about my medication trauma in the past. And it just, that was like something I just couldn't do. Like I couldn't do a medication, but that was because of what I went through. However, mm-hmm. there's tons of people who get written a prescription or get told to take this, try this. And their mind immediately goes to, um, something bad's going to happen to me. I'm going to be the 1% that something bad happens to. I'm going to have an allergic reaction, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people think, uh, I'm going to go crazy, stuff like that. And they, it keeps them from trying this new thing that could help them. Right. And so something that I feel like if you really, really have this fear of trying something new is like starting small. This sounds silly, but with like kids over the counter prescript, like, uh, over the counter stuff, like a kid's like vitamin C chewable or something. And like, Mm -hmm. just like the action of like trying something and like recognizing like, it's okay to take something. I'm not going to feel weird, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. and then just like working your way up to working your way up to what is most comfortable for you. Like if you can't do something, that's okay too. Like if it, if it's really triggering to you, are you doing other things to help your anxiety? And if you're doing the other things to help your anxiety and they're really helping your anxiety, 
then maybe that medication or whatever wasn't for you. Like it's not, everybody doesn't have one path to healing. So it's not like, oh, I have anxiety. I have to take this prescription because I feel like I've been messaged that a lot. And they're like, I'm just so terrified. And it's like, okay, well, if you're so terrified, what can you do before that to try and see if you can help yourself? Mm-hmm. And then it's yeah. like, okay, if, if everything fails though, and you're just like really going through it and things are really bad and everybody around you is like, hey, it's time to get help. I mean, that's when you need to really lean in into your support system and be like, okay, I, maybe I need to try this medication. I mean, and I'll be okay because most people who take this stuff, they're okay. You know, like it's kind of going back to reminding yourself of the facts too. And then I think the biggest yeah. point of like, your fear of starting something new. What about your fear of never changing and staying in this state? That's mm. like kind of what I had to ask myself is like, I could not try anything and just be what I am right now. But mm-hmm. am I living or am I already living dead? So if I'm already mm. living dead, what's the point of like trying something that in my mind I think could kill me, but you're already dead. Like you're not living. And so that was kind of. And then obviously like my family getting together and being like, hey, like you got to make a change. Like this isn't going to work anymore. So I guess having the want is like obviously the first step. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, there's a couple, there's two different questions that I'm hearing right now. Like there's one that that's this person asked, you know, um, I'm scared of taking, like, how do I get over the fear of taking purity, the CBD, right? Mm -hmm. Which in my mind says, okay, someone's having a fear of taking any type of medicine or something, right? Like that they're not sure what's going to happen. And then like the the other part that I want to tap into also is like just the fear of trying something new, period, not just medication, but just like anything like I was talking about in the last question, what that can be. So first I want to say with the medication, Um, that, yes, I think this is something that I see in my practice all the time, a huge fear of, and because, you know, we talked about this before, you know, with anxiety, you really just fear being out of control. And so you're, you're taking some type of substance that you don't know what is going to, you know, happen. And so the unpredictability is very scary. Now, obviously there's risks and side effects that are involved in anything that you take, Um, Because they have to say that, right? There's people that have experienced side effects, um, but the percentages are usually pretty low of people that experience bad side effects. So my, I agree with you where, where it's, it's almost like, well, I'm a holistic practitioner, right? So I'm going to work with my clients to try and teach them and educate them on everything that they can try with my, you know, I specialize in like CBT, but, you know, with, with reframing the way that they think and like working to rewire the brain and like giving them mindfulness tools and like grounding exercises, trying breath work together, you know, um, so many, like anything that I talk about in the anxiety healers guide in my book, right? Like all of that has to do every single um, chapter I talk about has to do with holistic exercises and creating a healing toolkit before you before there's medication involved or if you are on it great and then you have that's part of your toolkit but a lot of people have been using um, my book to try and whether it's with their therapist or on their own to try and regulate their nervous system and regulate themselves you know before having to go down the route of medication and for some people it's like oh yeah i i actually 
have a grasp on this now. Like, I think it's, I think I'm doing better. And some people are like, you know what? I have this underlying um, fear. I have a lot of physical symptoms. That's a huge thing. If there's mm-hmm. constant physical symptoms, whether you're shaking or you have headaches or your stomach hurts or you have shortness of breath a lot or racing heart. I mean, those physical symptoms are so hard to combat that there is a lot of medicine that can really help just regulate that part of your nervous system and can help that. And then the mind and then the mind can can really focus after those things are stable. Mm-hmm. So um, that might be a question too. Like if you fear, feel very hyper hypervigilant and on edge all the time, right? And your body is responding with those physical symptoms, that can also be a clue that maybe there some medicine would be helpful to help regulate that. Um, it is not, I mean, I also think advocate for yourself, okay? I am a huge, huge um advocate for seeing a psychiatrist and not just going to your primary care doctor for medication, psychiatric medications. I understand it can be a pretty penny and it can be expensive to see a psychiatrist. Totally understand that. I understand our system, at least in the US. I don't know about other countries, but it is messed up here and things are more expensive. But I will tell you, um, if you've been experiencing this type of like really anxious state for years or weeks or months, who knows? And you're just like, oh my gosh, you, you, you're really just lacking on your daily responsibilities and your daily life and your daily functioning is really affected. It is worth the money to see someone who really understands like the brain and neurologically can understand medicines with, um, you know, any psychological symptoms. So I very much recommend a psychiatrist for that. But um, so yeah, so I, I like that. And as far as I'm not going to be too long winded with this, but as far as trying something new, like, like not even just medication, but trying something new and finding like a community, right? I was talking about before, you know, maybe you are single and you're, you want to meet new friends or, um, you're, or you're married and you have kids and you're just like, I want some mom friends or I want some dad friends or whatever. And I just, I want to try, or I just want to try something new for myself because I feel like so sluggish and I want to try an exercise class. I don't know. It is really hard to tell you that there's one thing you need to do in order to motivate yourself. Really what it comes down to. And I honestly, like I I was doing this way before I heard this concept, but Mel Robbins, do you know who she is? Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before in the, on the show. She has this concept where it's like you count down from five and you go five, four, three, two, one, and you get up and you do it. Mm-hmm. So like when you're in bed, five, four, three, two, one, okay, get up and put my legs on the floor. Five, four, three, two, one, get up and walk to the bathroom. Five, four, three, two, one, brush my teeth. And like you, you don't think about it. You kind of count down from five and you do the action. And it's been so I mean, for me, I love it. And there's if you fo- if you go follow Mel Robbins, she has a book on it. She talks about like how to do it. I mean, it's obviously more. There's probably more information about it that you guys want to read on, but it really is just like if you if it, if you think about going to the gym, right? Like, and I'm just thinking about myself. There, it's very rare that I am sitting around and I'm like, oh, I'm so energetic. I just want to go take a run right now. I just want to go to the gym and go on the treadmill for an hour. Oh, I want to lift weights. Like, I just can't wait to go. Let's go. No, usually I say to myself, five, four, three, two, one, like, get your shoes on, go down there, start warming up, 
just like get there. And then after about like 15 minutes, I actually get motivated. Mm-hmm. Like I want more when I'm there. So sometimes it's more about just like getting there and recognizing that you're just going to get there and try it. And then the motivation comes after. Um, and when it comes to like being around new people or something, just remember that no, everyone's everyone's in the same boat. Like no one, everyone's thinking about themselves. <laughs> so everyone's feeling like nervous. Everyone's like trying to, you know, do this stuff. And I would just say really um, try and be courageous about going and starting something new and really just try it. And if you don't like it after whatever time you're doing it, then you don't have to go back, you know, but mm-hmm. it's always good. That's my advice. Awesome. Okay. Next one. Okay. So here's one I got too. How did you all get through the times where you just felt hopeless? Oh my gosh. I just feel like there's so many moments in my life where I felt like that. Like, oh, where do I start? Um, I just talked for so long. Why don't you why don't you answer this first? Okay. Um, so I would say my like worst days i i didn't have anything like i was very very hopeless and there was like i couldn't even find anything online like i don't even think there was reddit then it's kind of weird to think about like there wasn't reddit or like any social like okay wait i'll get to the social media part but there wasn't reddit or anything and so i felt very crazy and i felt very alone i had no idea other people had health anxiety like literally didn't have a soul who understood like could talk with and so i remember getting on Instagram and I don't know what made me, but I found this girl's page and she doesn't post anymore, but like she, she truly like helped me keep going. And that's literally, I've talked about this before. What made me like, okay, if I get through this, like I um, will start a page, whatever. And so I did, but the thing is, is like, she truly would give me hope because I felt like I would read her stuff and it sounded like me like she would be like like her panic attacks like she had to leave school like all these things but then she showed like I'm doing good like I'm getting married and like all these things and like I'm going to this concert and like she would like talk about it and I was just like well if she can do it why can't I you know like if like if it's able to I think just like seeing that it's able to be managed it's able to be fixed help me from being completely hopeless because there was times where I'm like, Oh my God, this is the rest of my life. Like every single day is going to look like this. Like this is, Mm. this is life from now on. Like there, I will never see another day without a panic attack. Like I truly felt that way because people will message me and be like, I just like, I can't wait to like be like to where you're at. And it's like, dude, when I was at your, wherever you're at in your journey to where you feel like you will never be at my at where I'm at. I felt the exact same. Like I truly felt like there will never be another day without a panic attack. Like it's not like I was like slightly anxious. Like, no, I truly thought life was over. Like I was like, check me into a hospital, like life's over. Mm. And so Mm. honestly, it was that, that girl's, I owe her everything. Like it was that girl's Instagram that I was just like, okay, there, there's literal hope. Like, like if she can get through it, so can I. So that, oh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. No, no yeah. So, th- so that really gave me hope is just like literally knowing, okay, there's someone who got through it. So I, I was just going to piggyback on that by saying that was that's pretty much my initial response to, to that question is that my support system 
is is what kind of really helped me through it. But I'll get to like what I did on my own because they can only do so much. But um, like you, it sounds like this, even though you didn't know her, like it was still a support for you from someone else, right? From mm-hmm. seeing that you're not alone. Yeah. And I think that's that's a huge piece of it is like being able to, again, find community that can relate to you, but also, you know, have maybe at least one or two people in your life that you feel safe with that, you know, are like that love you and, and want to make sure that, you know, they check on you and that you're okay. Not that you're like dependent on that, right? Like every time I feel hopeless, I'm not like calling up my best friend to be like, I feel hopeless now again. I need you to help me. I need it right now. Like I I have other tools to get through that um, Mm -hmm. without her. It's just, it's, it's a huge piece of really feeling hopeless and reaching out to people that I think is so important. Um, So I said like I have other tools. So some of the other tools that I've learned, um, you know, still in life, healing is not linear. I mean, I'm back to, I remember feeling like having this really bad, like depressive episode a couple of years ago, like five or six years ago. And I never thought, I thought I was going to like, I thought I needed to go into the hospital because I was like, I don't know how I'm like, something's wrong with my brain. Like, I was just like, something's wrong. I don't know how I'm going to work again. I don't know how I'm ever going to like feel hopeful again. I mean, it was, and anyone listening that's been through that, it's a scary Mm -hmm. place to be. Um, and it's very much like a trauma response too, because I recognize that back then I was um, in this like place of experiencing like trauma in my life and remembering stuff from when I was younger and just feeling really alone. Again, feeling alone. There's a huge piece of this that's like I just feel alone, right? You felt alone in what you were going through, um, and so being able to and and honestly, after that happened was when I started my Instagram page. And I was like, I, I want to see if there's it was so funny, because it was kind of the opposite of you. I started a page because I wanted to see I wanted to see if anyone like, if anyone felt the same way as me, you kind mm-hmm. of found a page kind of like mine, you know, and it helped you really. So um, just being able to express myself and really like acknowledge that my feelings were valid and find a community that understood it was huge. And then also taking care of my body and taking care of my mind. I mean, I went to therapy. I actually went twice a week for a little while. Um, I made sure that, you know, with my diet and I stopped stopped drinking alcohol for a while. Um, I wanted to be healthy with my body. I started making sure that I was um, moving my body, not necessarily like got to go to the gym all the time, but just walking and being outside um, practicing yoga a lot more. I went to some, um, there's like some meditation, there's a meditation place. And I went to that a couple of times where you just literally, they, someone guides you to meditate. Um, and started just really coming out of the funk. I call it like a funk, but it was really like a depressive episode. And it's funny because back then I'm like, well, what was I going through back then? That was so like traumatic and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, it was really just a crossroad of me and feeling very alone and feeling very isolated, feeling like 
people, my, my parents were getting older, like I'm still not, you know, married and my friends were feeling like I'm not going to have anyone when I'm old. Like, and now I just broke up with my boyfriend three months ago. My dad died a month ago and I have not once been in that dark place since these two things happened. <laughs> And you would think that these both were pretty traumatic, right? Things to happen to me. And because I think I went through that like five, six years ago, I learned so much about how to manage my mind and manage myself in these types of transitions and these changes in life that makes me feel like I can survive it now. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge piece too, I think, right? Like thinking like, am I, can I survive this? Yeah, you know, like, am I going to be able to survive this? It's scary to believe that you might not be able to, you know? 100%. Yeah. That's so cool, though, how, like, you you can compare. I think about it. And I think I, I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I think, you know, when you think about, like, the journey of your life, I think that that happened for some reason because I ended up those – two weeks was like over Christmas too. And the holidays have always been hard for me because like being alone, being single and stuff like that. But for some reason that year was like terrible. And I stayed with my mom and dad for two weeks at my old house that I grew up in. I couldn't eat. I remember that's when I tried medication for the first time and it was horrible. The medication I took just wasn't for me. Um, it took me a couple months to get back to feeling like who I was, but it was so much better because I had worked, I had worked through all of that and I had survived that. And now, you know, I know I'm like, you know, I can, I can make it through hard things. And so just, just remind yourself if you're feeling like in that place, just please don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, if you feel like you don't feel safe with any of your support system, reach out to a professional and really just start, start therapy and start, um, just being vulnerable and open about things. That's really, really a good first step, I would say. I love that. That's good. Okay. Okay. All right. Last one. Our last one. Um, okay. This was just like, because we both picked two, but then I saw this one and I was like, okay, this is just like a little one I want to talk about, especially yeah. because of the current times, but weather changes and panic attacks. So I think like the correlation between the two. So I think there's a couple things to like, that could be like thought about when you think of weather changes and why it could trigger a panic attack or why you might feel anxious or like symptoms or whatever. So like when the weather changes, like there's also issues with like barometric pressure, which could mm. maybe cause you to be maybe a little lightheaded, a little dizzy, a little headache. Um, there's a bunch of things that can happen with weather changes. Like your, uh, your mucosal, what is it? The, lining mucosal lining is that the word i have no idea <laughs> uh it dries up no idea okay because it's getting cooler out the weather i mean the air is getting drier um and especially if you live somewhere like texas where i'm at where it's like this fluctuation of mm -hmm. like we're getting like cool days but then it's like still hot and like that can like really mess with people and like um especially with allergies it's causing like ragweed to just skyrocket so like if you're ever feeling just like not well, I encourage you to just like check the pollen in your area and be like, okay, you know, like it's like maybe I'm having allergies um, and just like kind of validating yourself like that you're okay. But I feel like it's very tricky when we're in this in-between, 
Like when, yeah. when it's like not cold yet, but it's like keeps getting hot, but it's cold. It's like, it's very triggering. Totally. It used to be very triggering for me because it would really amp up my uh, allergies. And then the bear, the barometric pressure would mess with me for sure. So you're not that's- crazy. You're not alone. It's valid. Um, yeah. Yes. That's so, that's so, it's such a good spin on that question because I automatically in my mind went to the seasons and like, and like seasonal affective disorder, oh. right? Like, like the weather and how the weather makes my moods change so much. So I know they said panic attacks, but obviously yeah. like anxiety and depression are very closely related. And I know when I've been depressed, I've had panic attacks. Um, and so I I thought about it as far as like the changing of the seasons and knowing that when the darkness is coming and I know that the time's changing and it gets darker and colder Which out. I'm so mad. I'm uh, so mad. I thought they quit it. I know. I know. They didn't. Maybe, they maybe, didn't quit it, Allison. Maybe next year. Daylight savings you're talking about, right? Yes. Yes. I know. I know. Well, so, I swore they did, though. But that's the thing. Like how – like how much, I don't know, like how much for me, how much better I'd, I don't know. I feel like my moods would be so different if it stayed lighter, even if it was cold, yes. if it stayed lighter, yes. lighter. Yes. Um, and so I think that my anxiety definitely um, is, is triggered a little more like in the darkness and the winter. And I don't necessarily um, have like really bad panic attacks like you used to have, but definitely feeling way more heavier with my anxiety when the weather changes. Um, even in like, I was just thinking about this because the rain has, it's been raining here for like, you know, with the hurricane and stuff for like five days or whatever. And, you know, it's nice and cozy sometimes, but then I'm like, all right, I need to get up and move. Like I need to go outside and put my rain stuff on, even though, because I just want to be outside Mm-hmm. And I can see that it could totally make me just like isolate and stuff. Yeah. So I I really need to – I just make sure that I don't care. Even if it's like raining a little bit, I put on like my rain jacket and stuff. I'll just take a, a short walk or something outside and kind of just st- make sure I'm staying active. And I also have something that I talked about before um, on a couple episodes called a, – a, my gosh, why is my brain malfunctioning right now? A sad lamp. They call it like a sad lamp or like a therapy lamp. Um, And it's not a lamp like you would think how it looks. Um, It's this sort of like small box. And you, when it gets darker out, it has special UV rays or something or special, like it's a special bulb. red light therapy. No, red light's different. That's that's also that's also really good for you. Red light therapy. I need to read up on that. No, that's that's different. This isn't red light. It's um, it basically when you turn it on, it's a special type of light that tricks your brain into believing it's sunlight. Yeah. So you don't want to look directly into it. You kind of just put it on next to you on the table next to you and keep it on for a little bit, not like a long time, and it it like kind of tricks your brain into believing it's sunlight. Um. You can look it up. Actually, if you go to the link in my bio, I have a couple on my Amazon storefront that I really like. The one that I have is on there too. And you can read more more about it, but that can be really helpful in those dark, darker days. But yeah, that's where my brain went with like the weather and panic attacks. That's funny. 
<laughs> I think I just went like with that the route I went because so many people have messaged me recently that they're just like allergies trigger them and the up and down weather changes really causes headaches yeah, and they just yeah. feel crazy. And I'm just like, you're not crazy. Like it's so valid. And totally. I just hope you don't ever feel alone. And then I think also remembering like, this is why it's so good to journal is because you can look back on like the season changing, right? You could look back in October of last year and you could say, okay, look, I had the same thing. Like I noticed that when the weather changes, I kind of like go through like this season of like odd symptoms, especially if you're like really in tune with your body, you could 100% feel the weather changing. Mm. That's such a good point. Yeah. All good points. I loved this episode today. Yeah, it was fun. I loved your questions, you guys. Um, keep them coming. I mean, like I told you before, we're going to have the question box. But if you if you've listened to this and you're just and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh my gosh, I have a question right now. I don't want to forget about it." Just send us a DM at the Anxiety Chicks mm-hmm. now, and we'll just put it in like the vault or whatever until for next month. Um, and get to so I'm sorry we couldn't get to all of them. We know we had some, so we're going to continue to keep all the questions that we have and put them in a put them in a box so we can try and answer as much as we can um but we really appreciate you guys and if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed listening to us please subscribe leave us a five-star review um we're almost at 600 reviews i'm so excited Ooh. only a couple negative ones <laughs> oh gosh which is okay but um we're almost at 600 so if you're listening to this can you please leave us leave us a review um and get us a 600 it'd be so fun um and follow us on the Anxiety Chicks. Follow us at the Anxiety Healer and Health underscore Anxiety. Um, you can get the Anxiety Healer's Guide, Coping Strategies and Mindfulness Techniques to Calm the Mind and Body um, in the show notes and um, the link in my bio also. That's my that's my book. And then you can um, shop Taylor's merch, shop Happy Taze, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by Purity, go to your links in your bio and um, just get all the fun stuff you need. So we hope you guys enjoyed this and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out. And as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.